Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast with the double biceps. It is in the contract a oh, legal requirement crazy. every single time we appear on camera. We're just satisfying the lawyers, ticking the boxes. It is Hollywood Matt Connolly here, the Daily Combat Podcast, the co host, co founder, co wearer of clothes, co breather of air in this very room. It is, in fact, the master of disaster, the king of sting, the count of Monte Cristo. It is Thunderlips, the ultimate male. There's that my favourite move. <laughs> it's it's trumping the moustache twirling at the moment for me. Uh, it's the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. And there's, it is the illustrious trophy there held by the illustrious man with the illustrious beard. <laughs> and uh, he's putting his nomination in already for this year. A front runner at this point. And it is Dave, Dave Stockbridge. Stockbridge, welcome to your own show. Thank you very much, Hollywood Matt Connolly. What a, what a, I almost said Connolly, Matt Connolly. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll respond to anything. Yeah. Even Matt Condomly. Matt Condomly. Uh, that, that's my favourite. <laughs> that's my favourite variation of, of the name. But uh, have you been doing something special with the biceps over recent times? Um, mm. I try to flex them harder every week so they look bigger. Right. And I wear yeah. a different smaller t-shirt each Slightly week. Slightly smaller. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The secret. yeah. So it's a good strategy. It's, uh, <laughs> it's paying off. It's definitely paying dividends. Uh, well, thank you very much for that very, very warm introduction. And of course, today on the podcast, we have ourselves a very, very, well, one of the most interesting men in arm wrestling, that's for sure. So he, and I'm, I'm going to go through this introduction because <laughs> I know Matt really likes this one. So <laughs> he is your former Latvian, former European, former I'm Australian. Still <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep saying. <laughs> and and current AWE heavyweight champion, it's Gunters Bykovs, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome to the podcast, Gunters. So yes, yes, good to be here. Good and be and here still, still, we can confirm that for for any doubters out there, you are very definitely still Latvian. <laughs> I feel much better after you said that. <laughs> Uh, it has been a bone of contention whenever I have said that because I find it difficult to say your name without without all all of the uh, the prefacing <laughs> prior to the preamble that leads up to that and uh, all the titles you want to include all, yes. all the, yeah. all the rich we, history and so enormously rich history yes. exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and Matt's uh, Matt's point of conjecture there of course is that he he's still laughing <laughs> he's still laughing um, so um, I'm glad you confirmed that for us here on the podcast today um, so uh, I mean it has been a, it has been a journey, and and you're now fifty years old. Is that correct, or nearly fifty? Yeah, no, not formally correct. fifty. No, it's a fifty-one. <laughs> fifty-one yeah. now, yes, so yes, yes, fifty-one. Congratulations! I mean, thank you, you. I made this far. Yeah, <laughs> you're in great shape. And mm-hmm. and would you agree, best shape of your life, or was there a time when there was optimal Gunters that you were, you know you reflect upon and think, oh my goodness, look at that young strapping man? Or are you at the top mm. of your game now? Do you feel stronger than you ever have? Yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's a difficult, difficult question. Certainly, when I look back, there is no time when I say, oh, that was the the man. No, no, I don't think so. It's so maybe the best is still to come. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm dubious about that. <laughs> you that seem less enthusiastic. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's, uh, it's fifty-one. Yeah. You no, know, it's it takes its toil. Um, things get more difficult as you age, as you go through life, as you as you probably know. Uh, Maybe you don't know it yet, but uh, <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll get that. You will understand what I'm talking about. And, <laughs> and and so, but no, in a way, uh, yes, I, I think I've been blessed with a good health. So thanks God for that. And and um, 
looking forward to what else is to come. Well, mm. you're certainly in great physical shape, and uh, mm. and and when yeah. <laughs> are you already setting up uh, um, excuses for AWE too? Is, is that what's going on? This whole podcast oh, is we're, we're trying, we try to. It's your it. podcast. It's not mine. You initiated it. Oh, we, we, we've, we've already we've already made up our excuses for AWE. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any deficiencies on our end are already well and truly published. So, it, um, uh, from 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 your perspective, I mean, that's a a, a deep, rich history uh, in in arm wrestling, and uh, obviously a, a, a career p- a, a, at the highest level nationally, a, a, a across the continent, and uh, and of course, it, it's a career that continues. Where did it all start for you? I know. Whenever I listen to you guys, I, I kind of want to correct you and and, and bring it to you down to the earth and and, and get rid of those elevated language. You know, I know you try to compliment. But it's, it's kind of not not, not a, fair. Well, there's a lot of there's <laughs> a lot of young arm wrestlers out there that would feel like if they were. If they'd been a national champion and a continental champion, and and it wouldn't the make AWE much difference. Bill, it wouldn't when you get there. It wouldn't make much difference. So no, they no, should no. maybe stop trying now. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, they just need to refocus. They just right. need to refocus. Okay. Uh, no expectations when you get there. There's not like an ultimate pot of gold hidden or whatever. It's uh, do it for fun. Okay. Do it for your hobby. Do it for enjoyment, and don't expect if if I make this career, then my life will counter. No. Yeah. No, there are more important things than than that. Then. So, so what got you motivated um, to compete when you were when you just got started? Oh yeah, that's a uh, uh, mm. so a friend of mine. Um, he actually had the same name, Gunters, uh. and, and this too by some. <laughs> By some mystery of of the Almighty, he also is a Lutheran pastor in Latvia right now. Really? Uh, when I was in high school, so he was running this course. Ah. And um, so we thought, how to attract people, how to make it more entertaining, and, and we had this idea, okay, let's make an armsling table, mm-hmm. and let's challenge anyone who would come to Disco, so if they win, if they can win against representative of Disco, they can get the money prize. So I would be representative of Disco, and... and uh, as far as I can remember, we kept our money. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Remained undefeated. But it was, yes, yes, it was, it was fun. Sometimes and 20, 30 matches per night. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Cool. And had, uh, you so bad for your elbows. So bad for <laughs> your elbows. <laughs> and had you arm wrestled mm. before? Like, what gave you that thought to, to have an arm wrestling challenge in order to attract people? Is there any person on this planet who hasn't arm wrestled before? <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we obviously did it in school and... and uh, uh, as far back as I can remember, I always did quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some guys who were year two years older in, in our class, and and still I would come on on, on top of you know, those encounters. So I felt quite good about it. And and at that age, you know, you're looking for challenges. You're looking for the next strong guy whom you can take down. And and uh, I guess that's how it started. Uh, I had a few friends who who dragged me into into gym training, and and uh, that complemented build build it up and. So the gym training came after the arm wrestling began? Uh, or it all happened around the same time? Yes, Were you getting interested in getting stronger time. and yes, challenging yes, yourself? Yes. It wasn't like a professional choice or the little bit of choice, or I'm going to focus on arm wrestling. Yep. It was the thing we did then. And, and was there like an early guru or somebody that was in, in the club at the time or who was around there who was guiding you? Or was it just very much your... You're just learning as you're going along and making it up and just trying to figure the whole sport out without too much instruction. Yes, pain and hurting elbows were your best master to guide <laughs> you. And, and it's, it's 1980s. 
Yeah. So we had no no knowledge at all and, and no information. It's actually a funny story. Uh, it's it's ten years ahead then and uh, mid mid ninety mid nineteen nineties. So myself and another guy who later became a, a president of a first president of Latvian Armstrong Federation. And so we were two top guys in Latvia. At least we didn't know anyone who could who could beat us. And, mm. and uh, uh, so we thought, okay, it's time for international explorations. We're gonna take them all one after another. <laughs> so Golden Bear, have you heard about this competition that was huge? It's well organized yeah. and, and well funded competition in, in Moscow mm-hmm. during 1990s, which brought international guests and, and they had a significant money prize and, and so on. And so we thought, that's it. That's that's where we're going. And uh, <laughs> we, we did. <laughs> we did go and, and uh, literally everyone, small guys, big guys, everyone wow. just was Beaten up on the yes, yes. <laughs> so that was the first time um, uh, coach of coach of uh, Lithuanian team Kostas Arhipos. He actually took us aside that went to his number. We had a kind of good conversation and 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 he 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 taught us basics of of, of armslink technique. That was the first time, oh first wow. time when someone wow. from one side said, "Actually, guys, there is more than just strength and <laughs> focus." And, and and uh, that's not mid mid nineteen nineties. So it was, it was like ten, ten years. And after, into and after, it. after, no, you can't count it in that way. Ten years into uh. it's, a, it's not like we did it regularly or, oh, or, okay. or train it all the time. It's from uh, we did not have anything organized right. by that time. Um, that's when organization basically started mid nineteen nineties in Latvia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so there was no clubs or, or or there were random competitions. Someone put on something with here and someone put on something there and. And that's it. And and then after after we had this uh, had this first exposure, um, that's I think when progress began very rapidly. So you realize it, it's more more to it than simply mm. being strong. And and, uh, and was there much uh, by way of um, opportunities to get any guidance or mentoring or training? Because of course this is all just coming out of uh, the iron the iron curtains just crumbled and you the internet's not really a thing as yet no, and, not yet. and information's <laughs> really hard to find so where where did you find your arm wrestling information and how to get technically more proficient oh through competition mixing with guys uh, all the after pull all the chatting and and uh, um, after parties i think were a much bigger thing back back then um, there was much more flavor uh, different flavor to after parties and and Armstrong was part of it. And more, more women back then, is that what you're saying? <laughs> more flavor to Armstrong. More flavor. I see why you stuck with and, it. And, and that's <laughs> why. Yes, yes. yes. And, uh, and, and, and that's where you, you, would, you, would, you would see different guys on table doing different things. Okay, that's something new. So what sort of grip is that? What sort of angle is it? And, and um, so you would talk with them and they would show and explain. And that's... Mm. And, and, when and we had a couple guys, uh, uh, same friend of mine I mentioned, uh, Modris Stalgevich, who became a first president of uh, uh, Armstrong Federation in Latvia. And, um, so he was very much into understanding all the details. And um, I think still, even today, he would be kind of above almost everyone in his technical knowledge. And, yeah. Uh, and he was very helpful about developing a Latvian team. And, and when, when was the first time that you felt like there was some kind of progress after picking up some of these skills? How long did it take before you were again? Oh, very quickly. Once you once you once you pick up those skills, that's yep. it. That's reprogram your brain how to how to actually do it, and then you can start progress quickly. And, and did you then start practicing more regularly? Is that when you really fell in love with the sport, or, or was it always just on the peripheral to to what you were doing? Yeah, for it's always been it's always been just hobby. 
Yeah, right. And 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 uh, and uh, one of ways to hang out with guys and 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 go to international trips and and have some fun and and just to have a have a good time. And um, since I remember myself, I always like strength sports and mm-hmm. and it was what enjoyable are your part then and. Uh, with armsling, regular training, um, probably by mid nineteen nineties, uh, Latvians began to have regular trainings in different locations. And but uh, I wasn't the most regular guy to attend uh, because I'm kind of weakling in armsling. With my, my elbows are, are usually sore after practices, and, and I would take a big big gaps between. So, yeah, I'm not a real armsler. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so, living like so champion. Lab, lab lab in European. Format, 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 format. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All the former things. And, uh, and carinated. Yeah. But, but it's just, uh, yeah. just fun. Uh, yeah. So w- w- when you say, what were the other sports that uh, captured your imagination when you were younger? Imagine it's 1990s. Um, um, I think everyone had a poster on their wall. Can you guess who was poster? Oh, for me, or it was a Lamborghini and a chick oh. like draped over. Pamela, Pamela, okay. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. Pamela. No, no. Okay. His first name is Arnold. Second is Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, that guy. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Well, Matt's yeah. still got that poster in, in his room. So <laughs> okay. Tegan, Tegan's a big fan of it as well. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're in Tito Ortiz is the other one. On yeah, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, uh, that was that was um, something for us and 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 something like out of different world and, and um, um, as a young teenage boy, so attractive and, and all the physicality and strength. And, and so we really, um, I skipped a lot of classes in high school because of <laughs> going to the gym. <laughs> That's I hope my teachers are not listening to this now. Not listening. I've got to get a pump. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm yes, calming yes, 15 yes. times a day. <laughs> 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 I don't have time no. for geography. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> That's it, <laughs> and so uh, it, so you, you, you would, for you it was largely a social thing or a, a reason to get out with your mates and 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 have yeah, and a, I'm have obviously a good I was good in, I, I was quite good with it then, and obviously, obviously, and yeah. Uh, uh, so you you like to do things you are good at, right? Yeah. That that gives you sort of certain satisfaction and and, uh, and sore elbows as well. And, yeah, sore <laughs> and, and when, when was the, the your breakthrough competition when the rest of the world found out about how good you were? Oh, I have no idea. Have Are we they, still waiting have for they? that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe was that AWE one? one? Was it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. Yes, most, well, well, most watched one could be AWE one. Well, it's really, really <laughs> interesting for you because you've, you've got this whole history of a, 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 a really um, like a, a top class career, and it's kind of before that period that before arm wrestling had really yes. took mm. off. And so, you know, a lot of people that have been drawn to arm wrestling, like us, for instance, through seeing it on YouTube, and and, and there's that whole uh, almost generation of now fans that have found the sport that way but uh, you you haven't had a presence in in that online space during that time and you haven't been um competing actively during that period either not only in, not but only then you emerge out of nowhere and take out the heavyweight title hmm so, <laughs> I know, there's an exclamation mark there. Um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so, so... Was there a question anywhere there? Or <laughs> there's a lot of statements. Yes, yes. Lots of, was, but, uh, but, uh, lots of confusion. <laughs> so what is going on? <laughs> but what what, what would, was it like when you first came to Australia? How old were you when you first came to Australia? 10 years ago, yeah. It would be, um, yeah, 51, uh, 41. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so, so 10 years, and what was the... Was it part of being in the church that they, you moved out for that reason, or it was? 
So you're asking why? Why um, am I in Australia? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah, are you allowed yeah. to disclose this? Oh, so oh, oh, of course. Okay. Yes, yes. It's, it's um, a strange. It's, it's a strange. not still a state secret it's somewhere. <laughs> no. You are not going to put this online, right? No, 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 no one's no, ever no, going to hear it. That's, that's right. right. Even if we do put it online, um, <laughs> no one's going to watch it anyway. That's it. That's it. And even if they watch, they're not going to believe you. Yeah. Right. Yes. You have the history and, and making up. So. I come from. Uh, I grew up in Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Christian connections in my family, and, and no idea what Christian faith is, or, 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 or. Uh, so I'm a so-called adult convert, um, someone who came to faith in, in already my later years, and and, uh, and and that's a separate story. But um, no, anyway, um, I was ordained as a pastor in Latvia. So ordained, it's it's the process where you are given authority to preach and teach in congregation and, and authorize that you have been trained well enough that you are not going to make up things, but you are going to teach only what's proper. And and, and uh, um, then, I was, then I was suggested uh, to continue studies in U.S., so we went to U.S. and with the idea to go back to Latvia, but, but somehow different things change in, in church and in, 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 in society and so on, in our personal situation. So one morning we just woke up in Barossa. In Australia, oh. and um, it really wasn't Wham- like a boy. It, it, it really wasn't. Yeah, it really wasn't like my my, my first preference or, or choice or anything. And mm. and um, that's been the story of my life last kind of twenty years. Um, um, someone is just guiding my life, and I'm I'm going with the flow to A one, A W E one, A W E two, and and, <laughs> and um, so that's that's how we found ourselves in in Barossa, um, serving a couple of congregations and. Mm-hmm. And um, and yes, one of one of uh, uh, points in job des- job description for me in in in, in my calling was uh, I have to compete in armistice competitions in, in Australia. It was it was part of that, was it? Of course not. Why do you make such a serious contract? Is it like Matt Connolly's thing? There is, there is, there is, there is, there is, there is, there is a grain of, of I, I, I believe you, 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 you're <laughs> ordained after all, why would I not believe you? <laughs> yes, I promise to tell you all, all truth. <laughs> no, no, no. So what happened? Um, um, in, in States, we lived in St. Louis. And from time to time, I would join a group of guys in Illinois. Um, they had a, a training place, and 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 I think I I never even competed in, in during that time. But it was literally a couple of weeks before we we left for Australia. There was a um, Illinois Open Championship, and I was told that was a, a largest largest state championship in in state at that time. So guys were going there. They said, "Would you would you like to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, have a free time. My hands. Why why not then?" So I did really well in in that in that comp and, and uh, uh, I guess surprised some of the top guys in in US. Uh, and had you prepared at all, or did uh, you just turn up on the day? And no, I've been training with those guys. Oh, okay. uh, not like so a very intensely, but but I still been keeping my shape uh, myself in shape. And so uh, um, Josh Handland, Handland, uh, uh, you would know his name. I don't know. Sorry, Josh. Uh, forgive me. I, I just don't know how That's to pronounce okay. your name. But so he 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 interviewed me and 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 asked, "So where did they come from? And where I'm going? <laughs> and, and will we see you again?" And I said, "No, no. I'm leaving this country. That's done. Enough, enough." And, and where are you going? Australia. So before I even landed, uh, Australian guys uh, saw that video ah, and, and 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 got in touch. And with they were me waiting for and you. Got got in touch with me and. And uh, uh, so when I started my ministry in Barossa, uh, I had a mentor appointed and, and uh, one of retired pastors. And 
So I said to him, so what do you think? Should I go with this or 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 or, or no? Uh, because I did not have handle really preference. And, and he said, oh, come on, this is such a kind of great opportunity. You will mix with people who otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't meet and have all these opportunities and chances and so on and go, go for it then. So that's that's how it mm. how it unfolded. And, yeah. and how quickly yeah. after you coming yeah. to Australia did you find yourself national champion? Same year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, you see, it's it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not Come fair because all Australians are weak. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not true. No, not true. <laughs> not true. Just but, not but stronger you than are. you. <laughs> but 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 uh, uh, at the sport at the sport armsling was really in the very beginning in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And as you as you will know, it takes really years to build up that armsling strength. So you may even be well versed in, in in technique, but but it takes years to build up that strength. And so I think I I, I just happened to be be here during that gap time when that strength was still coming. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I could benefit from it very interesting oh, and, yes, and, and yes. what what returned you to so you you came to australia first year you you're um your national champion uh, held that title for how many years before uh, vacation I, I, did, I didn't compete uh, i didn't compete every every year and just whenever you turned up you were the champion though <laughs> pretty much okay um <laughs> far too modest so uh <laughs> till, 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 till uh, probably yeah till the end of, of decade um i think yeah Ryan, Ryan Scott took me down. Uh, 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 then uh, Lachlan, Lachlan Adair took me down, oh. and, and mm-hmm. so yeah. So, so when I heard you telling guys those oh, incredibly beautiful and pleasant lies which <laughs> you told in one of those stories, you know, Gunther, he was this incredibly strong guy. There's no competition for him, and, <laughs> and he was just bored. And he said, "Oh, I'll retire for a while and <laughs> just to give thought, it a rest." Oh man. This sounds so nice, but not true. It's not true. So you got <laughs> beaten twice not. and then gave up. So it's easy. Yeah, to that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, um, <laughs> but um, but I mean, there, I what, guess what happened? What happened? Um, well, I sort of stepped out. Uh, we used to have a training sessions in in Barossa for for quite a few years, and and uh, and and that's probably most intense time I've trained for armsling when it comes to table time, and uh, so we had a good group of of guys and girls and and. Literally every one of them would place a top three in, in, in competitions when we would go anywhere. And but the uh, situation changed in my congregation, so my weekly routine began to look differently. And and uh, I couldn't, uh, I had to make a choice um, regarding hosting those sessions. And that's that's when I sort of dropped dropped off the grid. Then. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and what and what uh, what captured your imagination once again and made you want to test yourself one more time on the table? Of course, you know the answer, right? <laughs> You've been telling it all the time. <laughs> Mario. We, we were probably just lying, <laughs> man. That was you. It was Mario. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, you know these funny sayings about Armistling that you kind of ne- you, you can't quit. <laughs> it's it's like a sect. Once you are in, you kind of they will chase you down and, and, and drag you back. And, and <laughs> like the mafia. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, no, I... I, I I think when 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 I drop off the grid, in a sense, um, there was time when other things took took priorities, and there was no time to do that. And but no, I kept training. So my my two sons grew up, and and they wanted to go to gym, and so they dragged me to gym, and, and <laughs> uh, I, I kept up sort of my form, and and um, I actually like gym training better mm-hmm. than competitions. Right. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And you can measure your progress. You can always come up with new exercises, and there is kind of so much fun. And, and anyway, um, and um, uh, I think it was two two years ago or a year ago, or, or um, you had the Apex competition, mm-hmm. and, um, and and then you invited already me to come, and, and I just couldn't make it, and, and in a sense, sort of had to pull out at the last moment, and felt a bit bad, and I think um, uh, felt owing you a little bit, then. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> you could all, you could also say I forgive you. That's fine. Yeah, yes, I forgive yes, you. No, it's well, it's no, it's it's we, yes, we would have loved to have you there, but if you yes, you couldn't make yes, it, then that's okay yes. too. No, we just I completely we forgot just, about it. We just <laughs> <laughs> yes, we postponed it by a year and made it with the bank, right? Yeah, that's yes, right. That's, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. that's it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's there was no 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 particular reason. Um, perhaps um, having more time on hands, or, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also, also being in Adelaide, yeah, that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So when you are in Brosov, you're sort of disconnected, and and to get anywhere, it, it still would take some time. Now, when we live in in Adelaide, that that's different. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and what is what was it about Mario that kind of drew you back, <laughs> what, and, and made made you think, well, there's a challenge. <laughs> was it his beard? <laughs> uh, it's usually the beard. <laughs> yeah, is it just the look of him? Did you just think? Yeah. Oh. That, that guy shouldn't be a champion. <laughs> was it? We we were disappointed, and I still feel yeah, yeah. pain on your behalf when he was supposed to come for the the. This Titans. is where we ask for forgiveness. Yeah, the yeah. Titans Open tournament, and, and he had. Oh, had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, Mario was um, going to be part of the Titans Open tournament that we yeah, ran yeah. last year, and uh, we'd said, you know, hey, coaches, you know, if. You, Mario will yeah. be there. He's it was meant to be an ambush. It was meant to be an Pretty ambush. Much, yeah. <laughs> we were setting it up. <laughs> That's right. But, and he'd said, you know, you can use my um, image on the posters and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm keen. And then sort of last minute, he mm. had to work and he couldn't make it. Um, you know, which we understand that that's just life, but unfortunately, you know, you had arrived on the day, uh, ready to go, and and then it was the unfortunate news of Mario was actually not coming along. And and, and all credit to you because there there was a thousand dollars prize money on the table that for that particular tournament, and it would have had your that envelope would have had your name written all over it if you <laughs> just stood beside the table. But you, very fortunately, you'd let some young fella walk away mm. with the prize, and it was a very gracious of you mm. on, on that occasion, not mm. to not. To, but ha- having said that, I'm sure there would have been a lot of uh, young guys keen to test themselves against the great Gunters. Yeah, keep building that legend, <laughs> the great Gunters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna we we can't. <laughs> <laughs> From 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 our from our perspective though, like because as you said, you know the sport is growing and it's in its infancy in Australia. Uh, Was well, not anymore. No, it has. It is definitely risen. It's really maturing enormously. Yeah, for sure, uh, and continues to. Because all that, uh, probably we can say all the top guys been in sport already for good five, six, seven yeah. years. Mm. Yeah, so that's what it roughly takes to to get there. So that's right. Yeah. You can still progress, but it will be maybe longer be, yes. for, for Matt. <laughs> I've started yeah, going the opposite yeah, way. It's already started his descent from that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but so when I started in the sport, it was it was about four years ago, mm. and uh, it was with Tim Graham, who um, was running it out of his garage in his shed <laughs> on his driveway. Mm. And uh, as I'd imagine, a lot of clubs around the world have been run. Yeah, that's started. Right. Yeah, that's right. And um, there was about six or seven guys, and and they would always reference. You, uh, you know the the mysterious Gunters who lives out in the in the middle the of nowhere. The mysterious former, <laughs> <laughs> former Latvian. He, he yeah. used to be Latvian. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
eventually we moved into the community centre and now it's become, you know, quite a big climb. And I think on Sunday just gone, we had about 40 people there. It was really busy. It was fantastic. Um, so it is growing uh, significantly here in Australia. And uh, you had sort of stepped away um, before I got into the sport. Mm. And so... Yeah, you were always that mystery. That yeah. Always yeah. That, yes. that figure right. behind the curtain. That's that's and that's it's that's like, that. oh, you know, you could say, okay, well, this person's number one the in great the great ancients. That's right. But really... He has never faced Gunters. He's, yeah. just, he's the man, you know. And we we did come up and uh, to your place one time to have a training yeah, yeah, session a up there, yeah, 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 just to yeah. sort of see where we sat, and we did not sit well. <laughs> <laughs> Le- legend has it you were just you know warming up with doing push ups on your fingers, fingertip push ups <laughs> in between destroying all of us. Yeah, um, yeah. which was great because it's like, to, well, that's the so level. To be that fair, probably I was. Uh, um, 20 kilograms above any of you. Yeah, well, in my yeah. Way. that's true. Yeah. You see, that, that, that makes a difference. It mm. does, but uh, so does not yeah. being able to get your hand around your hand either. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it that you think that Latvians occupied a, a, disproportionately, uh, a disproportionate amount of the top athletes in the sport at various, uh, various uh, weight classes currently? Yeah, is there something can, in the DNA? Same you, can, same you can say about Georgians, for example. Georgians, yeah, same, yeah. Yeah, Ukrainians. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have explanation. And, and um, mm. Col- probably, cultural, probably, probably, yeah, probably it has to do with genetics. And I think it's. Uh, mm. um, so you can only only progress within a certain framework, and which which sort of built in you. And and uh, you, I, I know people come to armistice trainings, and, and we had a lot of love with the, with the team. Team Graham. He said, "Okay, five years. No, I'll, I'll take you. I'll take you all five years." <laughs> <laughs> so after five years, we we, we test, and he said. You see, little finger moved. Yeah, you, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps he put in more effort than any, I, I, I than I ever have done. But it's what yeah. you are born with, it, it's in a sense, it's determines a lot as in every sport. Mm, so exactly. I, could, I could never, never, I could never be a good sprinter. Mm-hmm. So I had or a jockey. friends. Or a jockey. Yeah, well, yeah. terrible yes, jockey. Yes, terrible yeah, jockey. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> an elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Uh, you operate with gifts you have yes. given, and and, uh, Tim, Tim, and even and even yeah yeah. I've got to tell you this is funny. One of Tim's favorite things to do, he would say it when he would get the opportunity to train with you, that he would give absolutely everything he had, and you would sort of resist it quite comfortably. And then as soon as you would start to win, he would just immediately give up. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you would never get an opportunity to work, <laughs> and you would get annoyed, and he'd be like, "Ah!" <laughs> Every time you'd sort of put some pressure, you would just be like, "Ah!" <laughs> All our little dirty pleasures, right? That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, uh, how is it for you, having kind of grown grown up in the sport in a time where it, it didn't receive the the attention that it does now, and uh, to see the sport now becoming almost semi professional for those guys at the the top level, and where athletes that are starting their journey today can uh, perhaps expect to have a professional career in the in the fullness of time. So, what was the question? How well, do you see it? Or yeah, or how or do you how do you, you like? Uh, how is it for you have, uh, seeing the sport go from basically a hobby mm. to maybe a, mm. a mainstream mm. sport? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems that it's, it, it's a repetitive story of my life from time to time that I'm born too early or, or in the wrong place or, or something, and, yeah. and uh, 
if 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 that was do you feel like you could have been Mr. Olympia if you were born no, in 1925? No, probably not. Uh, no, I no, do. Not probably. Not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, but it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you could have beaten Bill Pell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distracting my thoughts. I'm trying kind of to reflect on, 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 on. It, it certainly internet and and uh, that whole environment has changed the sport enormously, and, and I think it's re- um, recognizability of arm wrestling. I think suddenly it's one of kind of reasonably popular sports mm. that people people watch and and, and follow. And so, and do you feel if you were twenty years younger? You might have been. Able oh, to probably catch I would. Way. Yeah, probably I would be tempted to devote much more time to it, and and uh, especially now you have big competitions with even money prize involved and, and things like that. And no, I think it comes with a different, different uh, negative downsides uh, when you when you want to squeeze the last drop of, of potential out of you. You use all the possible means. Yeah. Uh, uh, good means or not good means, and and so on. I think that's that's a downside of sport, probably that we are going to see more often and, and in. Especially commercial competitions, and mm-hmm. yeah. it's not that it wasn't it wasn't there um, twenty thirty years ago, but I don't think people took it so seriously. Yeah, suddenly mm-hmm. when money was online or or something like that, that or publicity or potential career, that's that's suddenly mm-hmm. a different weight. And and it, and it is um, somewhat distressing so when you do see you know people that are thought to be the best in the sport kind of losing breath, you know, before they can finish um, their 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 match and. Uh, Oxygen tanks being needing in. oxygen tanks and that type of thing. It, it, so where people like say are really pushing the edges of their genetic potential mm. with, mm. and and bring themselves to a state that's maybe not entirely healthy mm. uh, because of you know the prize money's on the line or the prestige is there or the attention's there and you know people want to occupy that that top or that sometimes position. strange rules are there like a who first gets till four four wins. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Four's potentially, great. it's potentially seven matches. Potentially, yeah. potentially, I may die after the third one. <laughs> <laughs> just of old age, not even a fatigue. Exactly, exactly. Just, just, just by natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the three first, the three it just seemed to go too quickly for us in the first event. It was it was good, but, but mm. I was like, man, I would love to have seen, oh. you know, just one more round of that, and uh, to see if somebody could have come back, or you could see yeah, people figuring see, out the strategy, but they ran out of rounds, and that's like if it's. it's but a four but most of matches were were uh, won convincingly in a sense. Mm-hmm. Most of matches were three zero matches, right? Mm. And th- I think that's what that's what made it shorter. Mm. If 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 opponents were more more balanced, then it would have gone till mm. five, four or five, and, and mm. yeah. Yep. So I'm not sure whether adding one more. Ah, uh, you just yeah. don't want to go first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Well, I admit that I said already. I'll, I'll probably be I, done I after the w- first few. <laughs> I wanted first to five. You're lucky it's first to four. <laughs> to bring him back a little bit. <laughs> Short him in leg. <laughs> First to what three? Yeah, <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no. The, the, one of the reasons we've, we've gone with that is is we've seen a lot of the organisations have done these uh, best of there were six rounds regardless mm-hmm. sort of thing, and somebody will get to four wins or five, you know, say five. Uh, the result is already decided, but there's still rounds remaining, and they're just pointless rounds. And either they just stop and, and they don't continue, or they get up and just do a joke mess around goofy round or the, the other one of the guys who's already won just lays down and it's like this is completely pointless mm. like why have why have it this way you know whereas if it's first to four it's like you must get to four wins you can be up three zero great you've got to mm. get to four before the match is finished so you know it has a, a solidifying end to it 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The For sport people who are used to doing a lot of reps, as some of <laughs> us present here are, that may sound like a fun idea. First mm. For those who are used to do more like a <sighs> sitting. One, one rep maxes. One rep maxes. <laughs> <laughs> Once per week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's very much like the... It, it, Currently, like the sports in this um, a very interesting space where there's uh, still being relatively new, um, although the, the rules have been codified in some respects. In others, there's a, a bit of latitude and, and I guess uh, different promotions are trying to find different ways in order to make the sport more watchable and more viewable. And obviously, the more eyeballs and attention the sport gets, the, uh, the, the more money that can come into the sport. And so ultimately, I think everybody's just trying to feel out different ways of making the sport more watchable mm-hmm. um and, and i guess when you i guess the extreme of that is when you watch some of the european competitions and it's like watching a gridiron on a on a slow day mm-hmm. you know it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a really torturous kind of process and micro fouls being called and and it's just it might for the purist it might be completely fine and exactly what they're looking for but for anybody that's on the fringes uh, uh, and, and just a casual spectator of the sport I think it's entirely frustrating, very difficult for them to really connect with the sport when mm-hmm. they see it mm-hmm. uh, portrayed in that way. So finding that careful balance uh, mm-hmm. is really where it's mm-hmm. at at the moment. Yeah, that's right. And the organisation that gets it right first will start taking off and, and that will become the model of this is what we want to see. The audience attracting people uh, from both sides. The people that are uh, purists are, are satisfied with you know the, this structure is close enough to what they wanted. But the people that are seeing the sport for the first time are entertained, and you know the rules are not just so complicated that they can't figure out what's even happening. Uh, mm. So whoever finds that balance first, I think, will do quite well. And we are seeing that through King of the Table. You've seen that with Arm Gods. Arm Gods has gone with um, different size pads. Um, Wal back in the day had had longer pads as well to try mm. to prevent the elbow fouls. Um, so there, there's different elements at play, and you know the first to four that something Arm Gods is doing as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, and then you've got East versus West, where you might have you know you might have six rounds, or you might have first to three. Um, but yeah, people are playing around with what what the best formula is, and it hasn't been found as of yet. Mm. And have you been following uh, these other promotions over recent times, um, King of the Table and East versus West, and kind of tracking the uh, the progress of some of these athletes uh, that have uh, emerged over recent times? Yeah, yeah, no, not exactly following, but no, I, I, I surely watch watch some videos from from time to time and. Um, you are the question regarding sort of gradual um, development of of, um, of arm wrestling, um, uh, and almost in a sense, its its place sort of in in society. Mm. And uh, I think there is another thing which 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 I think I've noticed. And uh, uh, when when we started, it was really much more like competitive, competition focused. Mm. So what I've noticed recently is it uh, it serves another function. Uh, Sort of community building place where mm. where you where you belong and and uh, and uh, it's interesting you see how how lately you hear different different contexts b- using familial language mm. um, um, let's say our armsling family mm-hmm. our our uh, jujitsu family or our this and that and mm. I think as as society sort of deteriorates and our relationships deteriorate um, that's another function where all these uh, social activities step in and sort of give a helping hand and. And uh, I think Armistling partly is one of those where mm. this interesting combination, interesting mix, there is this competitive edge, there is adrenaline, and there is a face-to-face interaction, and mm. and and, and uh, 
battle, but um, at the same time, it's also very very friendly community. Mm, and, mm. and I imagine you you being in club much more than than I, you would see that it serves another another function as well. And, and uh, I actually made this yeah. observation um, yesterday with uh, with somebody who. We were, we were discussing the, the, the high rates of depression and anxiety and, and suicide in men in particular, and I made the point I'd be really... Eight, nine sp- every day. How in many? Eight, nine every day in Australia. Eight or nine wow. uh, uh, men committing suicide every day, and uh, which is as just... As we sit and talk. Which is just true. Right, uh, yeah. Absolutely true. Maybe, hopefully not as a result of listening to this podcast. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Hope it's not the life. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this isn't the, the straw that broke the camel back um, for anybody out there. But uh, if, if, if I made the observation that I would be really surprised if uh, anybody in the club was to go down that path. And part of the reason being is that we, we've got a chat group um, on um, on Facebook or in my Messenger, and uh, all the all the guys that regularly attend the club, they're they're always in that chat group, and almost any time of the day or night, you can pick that up and look into that chat group. There'll be a bunch of messages there. Um, the guys are talking sometimes about arm wrestling, other times about just what's going on in their lives. Other times they are sharing some of their feelings and you know their, their situations, and some of them are struggling with things at the moment, but they've genuinely got the support or, or just a wise-ass comment. Just <laughs> but they've mm-hmm. just genuinely got somebody there that at any time they could just you know jump in and know that there's going to be um, some level of Sometimes support. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah, yeah and it's not that's enough just to have someone. Mm. Yeah, and it's hard to see that um, if there wasn't the club for a lot of those guys, I, d- I don't know where else they might find that because we're we're in an era where people don't uh, attend church or they don't have that church community. They become disassociated with those people that they knew at school, mm-hmm. and and their their um, relationship with their family can often be fractured as well. And so, for people to find that place of community that they can connect and feel at home with is mm. uh, is a really special thing in this day and age. Mm. That's why with the with the club, it's like immediately when Tim said that he wanted um, to step back a little bit and have me sort of take over a couple of things. Um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give the club a name. And then, so we've come up with the Titans. And then, so if you're in the club, you are now part of this group. And it's like, you're one of the Titans members. And it's like, you're part of the club. And I've given everybody a nickname. And I make the videos. And anyone who has a match, you know, they know I'm going to edit their video. And I'm going to put it out. And they can see it. And they can show it to all their friends and family. And they're part of something. And every time that they come in, it's the whole vibe of that club is very friendly very welcoming everyone's showing each other how to beat each other and it's it's insane i was talking to um tom uglacia about this yesterday who's one of um, australia's best referees in the sport and we were saying like what other sport where you you could you can literally have a match with someone and then two minutes after the match you're showing them how you beat them and what they need to do to stop you from beating them yeah <laughs> and yeah. how they can beat you and it's like what other sport <laughs> would you ever see that happening um so yeah it's, it's just a tremendous um, I, I, I was just making that point with uh, some potential awe sponsors this week oh nice uh, where that's the very collegial nature of, of arm wrestling is mm. that yeah you will knit Actually, you know, in after pool, share all your secrets, and it's it's part of it. It's like as you mentioned, what other sport is that yeah, happening? You yeah. know, where it's uh, where where the 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 mateship or the connection is greater than the victory itself. Yes, and it's almost like I feel sorry for the people who turn up for the first time because they get about forty different people's worth of this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says something different. And they walk away confused, going, "God, I have no I'm, idea what I'm supposed to be doing." I'm confused. But I better go back next Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 
because but yeah. You, but oh, you were mentioning that was how you came to the sport in the first place was because of, yes, it was a yeah. community building exercise. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I didn't say that, but. Um, uh, <laughs> No, no, we, 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 you, we like to say that you said that. No, yes, <laughs> no, oh, we, you, you were suggested, didn't you say earlier that you're uh, the, the the chap that was that was kind of getting it all started? He, he was doing it just to get people together. It was a no, no started we, as we a should roll back into more of a, more of a check competition it, style it. Yes, to yes, start I with, but then over time it became mm. um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that right. element was definitely there, mm. uh, and it was it came about. Um, naturally, I guess you guys were working together to try to support each other to get better at competition. But the byproduct of that is that it built a nice little community of people that were like-minded and getting together regularly to be able to train with each other and support each other and learn from each other. So the, almost almost everything in arm wrestling is is sort of contra counterintuitive. All the all the moves, right? People come and they initially mm. want to do all those things, and and they need to reprogram their brain. And actually, it's a, it's a very opposite. It's over. It's opposite direction and so on. But but also another another aspect is uh, um, how we how we work together as a as a team at the at the club. Again, um, naturally we would think, okay, I kind of need to get step higher, 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 higher to be this guy, be this guy, be this guy. But uh, uh, what happens if if you focus uh, in making to making everyone else better? Mm-hmm. You improve, you progress much faster together with them. Yes. So yeah. that 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 team mentality and understanding is is. Is really you can, can what can lift the club up or drag it down if mm. that's a bunch of individuals just working for themselves. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's sort of counterintuitive. Again, mm. that, um, we we need to kind of teach people to think to change change your your, your mindset. And mm. it's not about you just pinning this guy in competition or not competition, but but in practice. And what you need to look at, okay, how how do I contribute? How do I build this club up with the with the gifts, talents that I have, and mm. and so we can all together move up. And absolutely, yeah. One of the, yeah. the fun things is being able to get on the table with anybody of any skill mm. level, and you can both learn from each other. So if I'm on with a beginner who's there for the very first time, and I'm explaining how to do a technique, I, I'm learning because I have to yep articulate uh, it then articulate that technique effectively so that they can understand what I'm saying. And to be able to do that, I've got to think of how do I actually do that? How do I get back pressure? How do I engage? Where do I put my elbow? And to be able to show them how to do it correctly. So in those elements, it's like you're breaking the skill down for yourself and you're learning in those moments mm-hmm. where somebody mm-hmm. is doing it for the first time. So, the, yeah, there is so much that people get from each other and, and even when somebody might be in a, in a, light, like a lightweight class mm-hmm. and they're going against somebody who may be three or four times stronger than them and, you know, the, if they're in a competition, the, the, I mean, they're probably never going to meet in a competition, but mm-hmm. if they were, then, you know, obviously this person would be <laughs> a very heavy favourite, but you can work together on the table and then yeah. you can be like, well, I felt strong when you did this and when you were doing that and show me how you're doing a king's move and you can, you know... You can actually sort of really gain skills from everybody that's there. Yeah, unlike a striking sport, for instance, or a striking combat sport where you're only going to get hit in the head a little bit more than yeah. uh, if you are training with somebody that's at, at a much higher level. But, it, you know, a junior, uh, somebody new to the sport could jump on the table with, with you um, and uh, and learn a lot and not get hurt. Mm. Yeah. 
Maybe get hurt a little bit. <laughs> Feelings if they, they, they have a sore elbow anyway. <laughs> Actually, I think it usually goes the other way around. <laughs> when, someone, when, someone, when someone new comes and they, they want to kind of jump on you and push and they, they wait for you to look the other way around and then they try to pin you and like, oh, come on, I told you not to do this. And I think that, that may work that way as well. And yeah, yeah, they see you as the, yeah. the, the unbeatable and it's like, I wonder if I can actually pin him. Yeah. So <laughs> let's wait for the moment he's distracted like, <laughs> <laughs> and and do you, do you, do you ever uh, do you ever work um work any of your arm wrestling these days into your own community building activities when it when it comes to your work within the church and and sharing the good word is it is there it, uh, has arm wrestling ever featured in any of it's those middle of, middle of every sermon or, or, or should yeah just stop and just <laughs> I think call actually, up the parishioners I, I, I think actually I I once I once mentioned it in in in, in sermon oh nice ah. I think actually once once mentioned it in sermon yes, yes, and yes, then so God what, what began to arm wrestle <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um, so that was. Uh, as it I says in chapter 11. Yeah. <laughs> the lost scrolls. Oh, that was... Thou, yeah, thou that shalt was, not try to no, flash no. pin <laughs> with a press <laughs> if thou is not conditioned. <laughs> I think that was that was after 2014 or 15 uh, when uh, uh, Brett Coates and myself, we went to WAF um, uh, uh, World Championship oh, yeah. and and did, did quite well. So there was some... Some videos circulating around. Maybe it was then, or or. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, there was an, another funny story. Um, I think it was after that event uh, that um, some of Australian media uh, learned about it and they found it. Oh, that's kind of a very interesting story. Mm. Guy who is a pastor and, and in Barossa of all places, and and uh, he's also quite high ranked armistler. So they came and did interview with me, um, mm. and. Um, and then uh, Sunrise, uh, it's Channel 7 or 9, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that, that crew learned about that, that article and they rang me and said, oh, can we, can we do interview with you? And Yeah, sure. <laughs> so they show up three people, a cameraman and, and, and two, two others. And they spend the whole day. So they come to both of our services in morning in both congregations, um, spend the whole day with us in, in our home. And, and uh, at, the, at the evening we hosted a, a training session. So they filmed the training session and... And from all those many hours, they put together like a five minutes, mm-hmm. but it was really good five minutes, and uh, 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 and and it was shown on, on sunrise. Fantastic. Yes, ah. yes. Uh, that obviously sort of uh, went went far and, and wide then. And um, did any of your parishioners know beforehand that you were an armor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't something you had to hide. Yeah. But 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 then so, then when I shared this video on on Facebook, uh, people began to comment. On, Oh yes, I know this guy. Oh, I, I'm from the same town where he lived. Or, oh no, I oh. was in seminary when he was and kind of and you know this sort of comments. I used to be and human then <laughs> I am also Gunters from Latvia. <laughs> yes, and then most comment. <laughs> <laughs> and then good good friend of mine, uh, he made this precious precious comment. He said, "It's not that I know him. <laughs> he also knows me." Mm. And uh, so this was a part I mentioned in my yeah, sermon. Yeah, but you, you were you were on was Channel Seven, mate. No, 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 this was this was this was a part I mentioned in sermon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that we know about God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that He knows you. Ah. Uh, he knows everything about you, and you matter. 
Mm. Yeah. So in in, in just, that context, I could bring arms link into it. Just uh, one of them. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I like that, 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 yeah. is, that is cool. Just like this guy in a Aquid village in Latvia knows me. <laughs> <laughs> but but you see also another another thing is uh, uh, whenever whenever uh, I've gone to any competitions or whatever, other guys know who I am, mm-hmm. what I do. Almost every time we have good, meaningful, deep conversations about things that truly matter. Mm. And they can have this access to me, uh, not when I'm dressed formally and, and, and you're scared to look that direction, but uh, just at the table, after the table, with a beer. And and, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's, that's that's I think, could be an yeah. answer to your to your question. And, and So here I am. Yes. Accessible. That's right. You are. You can ask the real thing. Questions. <laughs> the, the, the real questions. The Those real questions which well, we all have deep in and, and soften, kind of try to... We'll Close we'll our eyes and not look at them because the answers <laughs> may be too scary. We'll, we'll, as you mentioned before, you, look, you you grew up in in the Soviet era and uh, obviously an atheist state, and mm. and, and mm. Uh, pursuing a lot of those questions was uh, not not uh, not, not supported, and there wasn't really anybody to turn to. So, how, how did you how did you find how did you find faith in that environment? I didn't. Okay, so it was. So <laughs> I'm, it was I'm not joking. I'm joking. It was after the, the, the <laughs> no, no. iron curtain lifted. And no, 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 no. no? What, what, what I meant by that is, uh, um, from Christian perspective, no one finds God, no one finds faith, no one chooses that path. Mm-hmm. No one chooses that path. It's God who comes to you, mm-hmm. so He invades into your life. Mm. He turns everything upside down, and, and He makes Himself known, and He says. And, and how did he reach you, you in that, that environment? Oh, um, usually happened through people. And how did you recognize that it was God that was reaching out to you? Because if you mm. if you raised in an atheist um, society, uh, uh, how, do, how do you understand that that's that's God that's um, talking to you? Mm. Look, he wasn't directly talking in my head, or or or, or he wasn't, <laughs> or there was no voice from heaven. <laughs> oh, it would be nice, probably, to hear. No, it would be scary. <laughs> that would be really scary. Uh, so f- um, yes, it was it was obviously atheist country, and uh, uh, we did not have any Christians in in my family, nor extended family. And but it was probably I was maybe grade three, four um, in one of summers when I stayed with my grandparents. So my grandpa, grandma took me by hand and come, come, I'll, I'll show you something. Oh. So she took me to her room and then opened this shelf, and there was this thick, old kind of big book, and, and she said. This is Bible. Just you can read a little bit. Just don't tell anyone anything. And, and uh, hmm. so I read first few chapters in Book of Genesis, and, and um, still remember it was I was surprised by things which I read there, but not not much else. And and um, but no, obviously I, I like to read a lot when I grew up. Um, I would get spanked by my parents because I would stay secretly up during the night just trying to read something. And, and so she was literally a closet Christian. She had the Bible in the closet. Literary. <laughs> yeah. Had it hidden away. She wasn't. I'll, I'll, I'll she see. wasn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, but that that's to the extent that she she was. Yes. Yes. She so felt that, it was something my, important enough to yes, share with yes, you. Yes. 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 Uh, I I have. I don't know. I don't think. I'm I'm not aware of um, her ever. So obviously she was born before before World War Two before uh, uh, um, Soviet Union came and took over Latvia and. And uh, probably she was a member of church before that time, but so during Soviet time, um, it would mean you would pay a price, mm. often quite a, 
heavy price for for openly being a Christian, and and um, so I really don't know answers to those. But but um, then I love to read and um, different in different novels. You you would come come across a Christian themes and the whole European culture, basically now the, the whole world that is it's saturated with the, with the, with influence of Christian faith of Christianity, and so you would come across those things, and and even if you don't come across them, like oh this is this God speaking to me, bits and pieces would would, would stick to you and. And we were uh, so was I was late teenage years when when Soviet Union um, began to crumble and, and and came down and and it was very interesting. Um, I, I still still don't understand that 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 phenomenon. But when that happened, there was time a couple of years probably when literary on ever <laughs> not on every but on, on in many places there were tables where books were sold, and most of those books were different sort of religious occult topics. Mm-hmm. So as teenagers, we were really curious. You know, you are searching for those questions. So what is this world about? Is there anything else? Is there sort of invisible realm? Can you communicate? Can you sort of unpack your, I don't know, deep energies or connect to the universe and, mm. and do all sorts of stuff? And and, and we, uh, as you can imagine, as teenagers, we were just fascinating and stick our noses wherever, wherever we could then. And um, yeah, we did some stupid things and but uh, one of my friends, uh, so she happened to come across with a pastor, um, Seventh-day Adventist pastor, and and uh, got very kind of excited, invited me across uh, along, and and um, I think he's the first Christian person I sort of spoke mm-hmm. face to face, and and um, he told me some strange things which were not true, like your stories when you tell about <laughs> me, but yeah. so. Uh, yeah, Everything yeah. we say is 100% accurate. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's right. It's being fact checked by Hollywood McConnell. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> that's why the name Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a fiction. Guarantee of truth. Well, that's right. <laughs> it's a stamp of authority. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so no, anyway, that was that was a time of collapse of Soviet Union. And as as you maybe know from history, it's it's a very interesting event. Mm. It, it wasn't like a military revolution or, or any of that. It basically was spiritual revival, mm. which brought it down. And and it's interesting, you see, du- during those few years, uh, up to the um, end of 1980s, beginning of 1990s, church was sort of kept under under the lid and, and, and as if something that you will pay the price if you if you go that direction. And, and as Soviet Union came down, church were flooded. Mm. Hundreds and thousands of people just were thirsty. They were looking for something. They were looking for something, and um, I happened to be among those people who were looking for something. And uh, and um, yeah, yeah, we all are looking for something. Mm. You can say that um, one way I like to speak about it is there are universal longings which are sort of built in us. We usually are not aware of them. We we haven't sort of articulated what what they are. But they are universal to entire humanity, to every nation, every person, every every time and, and situation, and and they are what drive our lives. And if we cannot put a finger on what they are, we may be we may be wasting our lives in a futile way trying to satisfy those longings where they cannot be satisfied. Mm. For example, we 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 all want our lives to matter. Mm. We want to be look at them and say, yeah, there is significance for my life. There is it. it I matter, at least for someone, for something. We want to wake up in the morning and say, yes, there is a meaning and purpose in my life. It's not just like, oh, one more day, <laughs> how to survive. 
you want to have that energizing feeling that yes, yes, what I do, it has a purpose and there's purpose for my life and so on. You also want to feel secure in a certain way about your future. I think the ultimate ultimate fear is fear of death, fear of lacking, fear of death, but there is a sort of levels in between and 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 we can literally spend our lives trying to build that security for ourselves on our own. Mm. We want to belong, club, club idea. You want to be recognized, you want to appreciate it, you want to you want to belong in some place and, and know that this is this is these are my people and, and so you need a hope and, and so on. Those all are, are, are universal longings in our hearts. So what 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 is different? Where people try to satisfy them. And uh, uh, be it significance or meaning or purpose or security, we <laughs> by default we go to material things. Uh, I'll go forward with my career or or get bigger salary or or accumulate more wealth or, or this or that, and I will make a name for myself or fame or achievement in armsling. And if I get to these titles that Gunters have, oh, I'll I'll have significance for my life. And so no, no. If you try to if you try to satisfy those longings in this world by worldly means, you may succeed getting there where you want to get, but when you get there, you will realize, wow, it's, it's not here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you see it from those, from those, from those scary stories uh, from people who are super achievers, mm-hmm. who get everything what they were hoping, and then they mm-hmm. hang themselves because mm-hmm. they were hoping, if only, if only I will get there. So... And yes, moving to the gospel proclamation as it's fitting for, for this situ- <laughs> situation is uh, answer is in true God. He is here to satisfy all those longings. He is here just waiting for everyone to satisfy those longings. We just don't believe it. We just don't believe it. We think about him as like, a, oh, that might be restrictive path. That may be something. I'll need to sacrifice something. And that will be, I won't be able to do what I want or, or, or so on. Oh, that is rubbish. He's there just waiting for every person saying, come to me, I'll give you rest. I will satisfy your thirst. I'll give you a drink so much, you will never thirst again. And, and, and um, so that, that was my sort of journey to, and uh, uh, oh, I can talk about it a long time because this yeah. is, oh, it's so much good in you it. You can, it's, hear, you and can and hear everyone, the passion. And, and yeah. everyone needs it. You see, the thing is, uh, there's a great, great quote by, uh, Christel Stendhal, I, I guess he was a dean of, of, of Harvard University, uh, Divinity Faculty in, in Harvard University, and and um, and he said, "Our our flourish." Uh, it's paraphrasing; it's not direct quote. He said, "Our flourishing is hindered the most not by what we do not know. It's hindered the most by what we think we know. Oh. So when we have wrong ideas about something." That's what really kind of hinders our our human flourishing, and, and from my experience of now thirty something years, it's a, it's a uh, people have the craziest ideas what Christianity is about. Mm. <laughs> so, so, you, so, so you all of them are wrong. It just, it just matters how how much wrong. Yeah. yeah. So well, your your early exposure there was uh, to a, a Seventh Day Adventist yes, uh, yes, yes. preacher, and and. And how how did uh, Lutheran Lutheran feature, and how did that come along for you? <laughs> Embarrassingly. Oh, yeah. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just embarrassed me. Tell us your embarrassing moments. Yeah, it's funny, sort of. Uh, 
So we were a group of guys, uh, same age, same passion, and 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 uh, one of them was the guy who was organizing disco for almost like so. We, uh-huh. we came to faith at the same time, and and not that we came to faith, but God sort of invaded our lives, and and uh, so this uh, Seventh Day Adventist guy, um, he told something that stirred our energies up, and and uh, during that time, uh, this time of revival, spiritual revival in Soviet Union, when Soviet Union was collapsing. There were several pastors who were very really outspoken, so well well known and, and and really often on TV and 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 people recognize them well. And one of them was Lutheran pastor, mm-hmm. and um, so the Seventh Day Adventist guy told, you know, these Lutherans, they are they are just misleading people. Mm-hmm. They are not telling the truth, and and their teaching is wrong, <laughs> and, and and so on. And so what did we do? We went to our provincial city, to the capital city, Riga, to meet that guy and tell him that um, he's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. It took roughly 30, 40 minutes for him to change our minds. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and so he converted everybody. And send us back to our, our, our town, to the local Lutheran pastor. And so where we received more, more training, more teaching and... and well, so that, that, that's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. No, no lack of arrogance here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much humility. Just <laughs> <laughs> we'll go and tell that guy he's wrong. <laughs> a very, very simple explanation. Oh yes. for, for me, can you can you just explain what a seventh Seventh Day Adventist is? Adventist, yeah, Ad- yeah. Adventist versus the Lutheran, like yeah, faith, faith. Yeah. Um. It's unfortunate reality, but probably by, by God's providence that um, uh, when you look at, at Christianity mm. as such, it's so divided, mm. so incredibly divided. And, and so you, you have a big like a, a so-called denominations. Mm. Um, uh, denominations, the word comes from um, sort of naming naming them. And, and um, Roman Catholic Church, um, uh, Orthodox churches, uh, uh, Greek, Romanian, uh, Russian Orthodox churches, uh, then Anglican churches, another big group, and then we have sort of a Protestant churches. That, that that huge group of, which just keeps dividing and multiplying, dividing and multiplying, and and uh, and uh, sort of in the in the middle of those we have Lutheran church. Uh, how to describe differences? I think differences for all all those churches come from what's what is our supreme authority. Mm. So where do we look for? answers and uh, um, let's say for uh, Roman Catholic Church it would be it would be scriptures plus uh, magisterium which is a group of, of church leaders plus Pope so that's that's their main authority you look at Orthodox churches it would be church's tradition uh, what church has taught and it would be would be also scriptures so for Anglican Church, uh, it would be scriptures, it would be office of bishops and, and, and their confessions. And, but, but then you get to these different Protestant groups which emerged after 16th century and, and kept dividing, dividing. You can usually trace, this, trace, trace them back to one person who came up with this brilliant insight. Everyone before us was stupid. I got it right. Now just I, I, I figured it out and, 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 and let's do it this way, my way. And that's how many, many of these new movements started then and uh, yeah yeah so there's one, a, one, one big thing for uh, seventh day adventist is seventh day so they try to sort of stick with the uh, old testament calendar and keep the sabbath day on saturday uh, and don't eat pork and, and stuff like that so, not, not, uh, so some t- some of the old jewish traditions though uh, you too 
claiming to be a little bit closer to the original faith. The Old Testament stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. But they're, they're, for those people that do have questions uh, around the different uh, Christian denominations, there's a, a really good series on uh, a YouTube channel called Useful Charts where you can actually mm. go through and you can see how all these churches came to emerge um, out of the uh, out of the Catholic Church and, and uh, how they've all evolved since. And um, so, um, yeah, that will be helpful a helpful guide for anybody that's, mm. uh, that's looking for a bit of a sense as to... Uh, how the different denominations fit within the mm-hmm. pantheon of of, of, uh, of denominations that are yeah. out there. I, I don't know of that one, but there was a 10-minute Bible study, uh, also a YouTube channel, 10-minute uh, mm-hmm. Bible study, but that guy, what, what he did, he actually uh, made one more step, so he would go and interview representatives, oh. pastors, let's say, from each of those churches, okay, tell you, not that I will be telling about your church, but you tell about your church, mm-hmm. so we can get a first-hand testimony and and the ten minute Bible study. And, and, and what were yeah. a few? What were a few things that the the minister shared with you in that conversation that uh, that convinced you? And oh, I don't remember really. Don't remember that. Yeah, it's just a, the divine word that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he also was a very uh, charismatic person. Uh, mm. that, that's also true, and, and like very you. very knowledgeable, like like Matt. Yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> just in church setting, and he wasn't doing this. He well, was, he could, uh, yeah, he's missed out on that. <laughs> Uh, step one, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 you know uh, it's 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 true uh, path that we take. It's often it's most of time for for almost every one of us. It's much more shaped by external circumstances than by our choices. Mm. Sure, our choices have their place, but you can only choose as much. And and uh, so in in a sense, in a sense, I was put on that on that pathway. And but um, since since that, I've been. I've been studying a lot, enjoying. I enjoy mm. studying a lot. Oh, I, mean, I, I, can, I can happily be a student forever if <laughs> that was possible. And uh, yeah, I'm very passionate also about uh, my stripe of Christianity, if you call it that way, and, and mm. which is uh, Lutheran. Well, yeah, well, well very, I'm very interesting that you've. Um, oh, you lost just kind of. Um, very interesting that the power. Um, the power. <laughs> <laughs> now we can say, let there be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but very, very interesting that you, uh, you 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 are raised in an environment of where, where there was religious persecution and and discouragement, and then um, rose out of that, and then almost followed the path of the the persecuted Lutherans of Prussia in in migrating to the Barossa mm, Valley, mm, mm. Um, which uh, for those not familiar with local history or South Australian history that was there was a huge migration uh, um, George Fife Angus uh, funded the the movement of entire community Lutheran mm-hmm, communities mm-hmm. because of the persecution that they were experiencing at the time in, in parts of Prussia and brought them wholesale whole communities over to settle in that part of the world that you, you came to uh, to preach in mm-hmm. yes 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 that's an interesting bit of, of history I didn't follow that path but um, yeah yeah, I have <laughs> end up in the same place, and just happen to end up in the same place. It's, mm. it's a fluke of history. You, you mentioned uh, just before that most people get their view of what Christianity is wrong. Um, what, what would you say that it is, uh, in your opinion, or your view, or what are they getting wrong? What are they getting wrong, or, or why are they getting wrong? Yeah, you, you're just oh, it's, it's not. It's not. not uh, it's almost impossible, kind of, to answer it in a in a in a in a brief way. And mm. <laughs> I'll just give you an illustration. Sure. So um, one of uh, not many people, um, not many people join church lately. That's true across Australia, across Western Western world. More people leave church than than join, but uh, uh, still people join. 
And there are different reasons how they come across. And for example, uh, <laughs> I'll mention one of recent examples, kind of funny example, uh, fits into our uh, conversation. So a uh, young couple came to me and said, oh, they would like to get married. And um, how did you find about me? Because they did not belong to congregation. They sort of were not Christians at, at all. And, and they told the story uh, that um, this guy read about me in the newspaper, ah. my arm wrestling pursuits. Ah. And, and, and ah. he said, oh, if I ever get married, I want this guy to marry me. So when we were... Yeah, hi, John, that's about you. <laughs> so when... <laughs> When they, when they, and I usually used uh, premarital preparation courses, uh, sort of before you get married, uh, you would meet several times and, and sort of try to give us as much wisdom as possible how to think about relationships, mm. how to think about one another, how to go through different challenging times, and, and how to not have a pink glasses and don't expect what you will never get there, and, and just to make it sure uh, people are have a realistic, realistic view on, on what expect them and so as we were going through those uh, every time I also tried to give a little bit of kind of taste of Christian faith and and um, and, and and I sent them and if you want to listen to my sermons um, that's that's a link mm-hmm. um, so I said it and I forgot about it a uh, few months later I kind of look at my SoundCloud account and and someone has listened almost like a, all my sermons during like a seven eight years like I wonder who was that person so I didn't know um, Later, when, when I married that couple, um, the guy got in touch with me again and he said that he would like to continue, kind of learn more, because he has listened to all my sermons. Ah, <laughs> ah. Him. And he said, initially when he began to listen, he would get really angry. He said he cannot explain, but he just would get really angry about the way, the way Christian faith was presented and so on, but he couldn't stop listening. And... Ah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, why I brought this up? Uh, you ask, uh, what's wrong or what's why people get this uh, misconception? So we spent a lot of time after that together, just learning, learning biblical teaching and, and everything, and as much as I could share with him. And he said, it's so interesting. He said, he's one of those guys who reads heaps, just knows a lot and, and reads all the time, and he listens podcasts and stuff. And he said, you know, I thought I knew pretty much what Christianity was about. He said, but now when we look at it and go through. I got almost everything upside down. Oh. So one of ideas is often it's for good people. That's for those good moral people who want to live good and moral lives. And, and it's a very opposite. Mm. It's for every broken soul, for every person in misery, who everyone who knows they really are not good, mm. really are not good. And, and, and they are open actually to, to someone come from outside and, and say, in my eyes, you are good. So e- even kings movers, maybe. No, no, I wouldn't go no, that far. No. <laughs> They're out. There is a, grace is unconditional, but uh, there is still kind of you need to draw the line. They start smoking when they get near the church. <laughs> well, how interesting that it was that, that yeah. piece on arm wrestling that that ultimately ended up yeah. drawing him to the face. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you see. Uh, Again, whatever we do in our lives, whatever happens in our lives, uh, we never know what impact it has to uh, others. Mm. Um, so, for example, you, you, you do your shows and, and you know, okay, so and so many people watched it. What they took from it, mm. what they learned, what that pushed them to do, how it put their life possibly on different trajectory, or, or, or you will never know. You may from time to time get some sort of glimpses and so on, and, 
uh, when I mentioned that um, sunrise video. Mm. Uh, okay, I know many people saw it, but then later I got some feedback, and, and those are just some feedbacks, where people use that as a conversation starter, saying, mm-hmm. oh, this is a funny story, you know, this pastor, and, and so on, and just giving different different flavor, different view of what Christian faith is about. Mm. It's not about boring old ladies. Mm. It may be about... Armistlers, yes. Oh, friend of mine in, in seminary where I studied, he was a... a Nebraska, 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 powerlifter chant. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. So <laughs> yeah, we, are, we have different strange people. Yeah. Different strange people from different backgrounds. Yeah, so Whatever background. Mm. Anyone who feels those longings could be possibly satisfied. Yeah. Well, if is ready to do that then. Yeah. But for many people, their lives come down to moments and it seems that you know, mm. you, you've, you've come, you, you have had that moment where you came in contact with that guy um, who was doing sorry the discos is what you were saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the discos yeah. that's what Gunters, I meant about the community Gunters, Gunters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the discos. double Gunters <laughs> so, so that's what I was referencing before with the community stuff but the, the, the uh, but the uh, so you, you you met with him that was and then, disco and it wasn't community that was disco and money you see it's kind of yeah. disco money it was music there was arm wrestling oh at the disco it was it like a, <laughs> that's how it all started adoration of girls some community so and then and then you you've You've come in contact with the, the, that Seventh Day Adventist preacher. You've you, you've had that kind of glimpse, that that moment where you've been, you, you've been shown the, the family Bible, and all of a sudden there's this whole tradition that may have been there that you never knew about. That's uh, somehow part of your your family that you've, you've been disassociated from, and and then uh, you, you've, so you've had that exposure to 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 your faith and and to arm wrestling, and then that's just led you to to follow a path that's been laid out for you to come to Australia and mm. and uh, and to become the AWE heavyweight champion ultimately I mean mm. I imagine that's the apex yeah I think that's <laughs> a, that I, I would I would always yeah put almost in the same way that that's apex um, that's apex mm. this is you see interesting way you you you, you put it um, sort of a, a very edifi- edifying way in in, in, in a good good uh, good way to teach so we have we chose our identities often, so how we identify ourselves. Well, Hollywood, Matt Connolly even came up with Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, himself, yeah. his own yeah. nickname. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's only name. name. That, that's it's only important. name. That's only name. But if you, but if you, if it's you only would, name. Yes, if if you would, if you would, if you would push him to say, okay, who are you? How would you answer the question? Who are you? Not not giving a name or or nickname or whatever, but but who are you? Are you husband? Are you father? Are you son? Are you boss? Are you what? Are you biceps? <laughs> are you bi- <laughs> are you biceps? <laughs> are you armsling coach? Are you armsling champ? Are you uh, whatever, whatever? So for each one of us, there will be one identity which is most important one, and that will shape how you do everything else. So mm. for example, if 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 armsler is your core identity, then you will do everything as armsler. Yeah. If husband is your core identity, you will look at everything else you do in your life as husband. That's your, your dominant, your controlling personality over and above the, the personality or the identity. sub-personalities. Yeah, 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 whatever. And and I think this is, I think this is very unhealthy if someone identifies if they if their main identity becomes armsler. Mm. It's sort of sad because it doesn't deserve that place. It, mm. it, it also uh, means you need oxygen tanks after <laughs> ten minutes on the table. Exactly. So for for me, main one is is Christian, mm. sort of child of God, heir of the kingdom of God. 
which shapes every other vocation. So I ask question, so how can I as Christian live as a good husband, as a good father, as a good son? Um, how as a Christian, how do I approach to Armistice? So that identity shapes everything else I do and, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would say uh, perhaps that that, that 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 championship title maybe maybe it's not the pinnacle. That's what I was mm-hmm. going that to say. That's where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we do say yeah. a ton in cheek. <laughs> most, most of what we say are jokes, nonsense. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we identify as jokes. Yeah. That's our primary that's our primary identity. Sub- personality. Everything yes. is through that. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It is funny though, we've had um because I've gone through a lot of different things happened in the last couple of years in terms of uh, you know, different roles and, and opportunities and stuff that are, that are being created as opposed to just being in a full-time job and seeing that mm-hmm. as, say, you're a plumber or you're an electrician and you say, you know, that's who I am. But for me, it was like, now, I had somebody ask, uh, what's your occupation? I was filling out a form. Name, date of birth, occupation. And I was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like what do I actually do? <laughs> I do like 30 <laughs> things. Yeah, I'll explain like, this. <laughs> uh, because which one is it? And I'm like, uh, Can I go uh, with that wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it's fun that, that it's like, okay, there's so many different things happening that it, it, it feels for me right now that I would say I don't, I don't have like one thing yeah, that I identify yeah, myself yeah. and say, that's me. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of different things at once which is it's a lot of fun but yeah one thing isn't dominating over the other which is interesting yeah yeah absolutely and i think that's really important that people disassociate themselves from or or, uh, are able to differentiate um achievement from from their own self-value you know that the self-value should always be there and that the achievement uh if if for whatever reason circumstances you know favor you and you happen to have an accolade or a title or something then then wonderful it's a it's a bonus but it shouldn't be all that you are and and your your purpose in life necessarily it's not well it's not healthy long term for it to be your, your, yeah, your you purpose see, it's, in life. A, it's, it's it's interesting uh, just this week I, I, I caught up with another friend and and uh, and uh, we spoke about those exactly those those topics sort of uh, your your self value your your self worth and so on and many struggle with those things these days, every day, not not only those days, not like a, there were golden age before, but 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 mm. many people struggle, mm. and what psychologists can tell you, they can tell you there is one factor which can transform your life incredibly, if you if you are at peace with the thought that you are good enough, that you now in your heart that you are good enough, you are precious enough, you are valued enough, etc. But uh, that's where the advice basically ends. How do you get it? Mm. How do you get it? Different does for it, everyone, does it? it does it change that you kind of keep repeating it yourself? Does it make you more valuable? Mm. Will it make you more valuable if you win Armsling Championship? Mm. Maybe for thirty seconds and and so on. Where to get that value? Mm. What will give it to you? Because it has to be given from outside, mm. and it has to be given from outside by someone whom you would look up. You would look up and and uh, in family situation, if parents raise it in you, that's a very good foundation and. And uh, uh, again, from Christian perspective, it is God's view on you. Mm. When the creator of everything looks at you and said, you are precious in my eyes. Mm. You are good for me. You are good as you are. Mm. And I will transform and make you the most beautiful creature ever. Mm. So if, if you have that, oh, that kind of life goes easy. Mm. It doesn't. No, no. But, <laughs> but uh, at least your, your self-worth is gra- grounded somewhere externally. You don't need to kind of generate it all the time by, by, by toiling and running and achieving and this and this and this and this. Mm. Being exhausted and never getting there. 
what the perfect yeah. example yeah. that oh, I always think of is, is Robin Williams, the the actor. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, sad sad example. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, he so, so successful throughout his life, um, a stand-up comedian, incredibly successful worldwide, and then went on to, to star in TV shows, and then from there to movies as a comedian actor, and then he changed completely and went into a dramatic role in Goodwill Hunting and won the Oscar mm-hmm. for that and, uh, you know, had all this success and was loved around the world performing um, and then ended up committing suicide. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he had all those amazing sort of, I guess, achievements, mm-hmm. but it was still not enough for him. And uh, he did talk about his uh, battles with depression uh, a few times throughout his life and drug addiction and that sort of thing as well. But um, I think that there w- there's a, a clear message of fulfillment was never reached, and he always was okay. If I've got, I've won, I've won this, or I've done this. What's the next thing? And, and straight on to the next thing, rather than actually taking that moment and saying, "I'm so proud of that, and I feel so um, happy that I that I got to this level," and I and mm-hmm. and you know, feeling that fulfillment in that moment, it was immediately, "What's the next thing?" And you never get that reward for yourself and it's like you've put all this time and effort into something and you it robbed yourself of the reward and uh so yeah with with robin williams and another example uh, was pat cash the tennis player australian okay, tennis yeah, player yeah, yeah. and he felt the same way with his career um and that he won i think it was wimbledon he won wimbledon the tennis tournament and he said that he like he won he, he like he hit the winning point and you know celebrated for 30 seconds or whatever and then he went over and hugged his coach, and uh, and he said, "Now let's win the U.S. Open <laughs> straight away." Uh, <laughs> Within a minute, he yeah. was already on to the next thing, and he's like, "I really regret the fact I didn't yeah. actually take the time to enjoy that victory." Yeah. So yeah. another another person is uh, uh, Madonna. Oh mm. yeah. So one of one of my favorite singers. Just love love her <laughs> love her songs, and and uh, so she she said in an interview, so she has to create the next album. If she doesn't do, she immediately feels she's just an average ordinary person. There is no value for her life. She has to create something new, something. So for a while, it gives her kind of motivation and drive and and, and sort of illusion of satisfaction. Thirty seconds later, yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? To, and especially if you're getting rewarded for those things. Like if you are putting time and effort into something and in terms of the financially rewarded or materialistically rewarded that isn't really fulfilling, it's, it's great, you know, you've got money or you've got attention or you've got, you know, social media fame or, or people respecting mm-hmm. you or whatever. But that isn't something that, you know, for your own self-fulfillment that you're like, okay, I've achieved that. And, you know, regardless as to what it is, whether you've put time and effort into something and whatever the outcome was... Uh, you can respect the fact that you did something and you put effort into something and whether it worked or whether it didn't work, you, you should feel like I'm proud of the fact mm. that I put my time and energy into that. Mm. Um, whereas if you're putting time and energy into something and trying to get the reward for, from other people's respect or other people's uh, or, or financial reward or financial gain and it's like, well, that's not going to fulfill you when you get that because it's like you, you'll get it and it, it won't feel that like, and you have to try to chase it again to get something bigger, and and it's almost better for people to, in a way, if they have that frame of mind, to, to not succeed because then they're going to realize, well, okay, I have to find it some other some other way. Whereas if you are succeeding and you are continuing to to win in in a way or whatever you're trying to do, but it's not fulfilling, and you continue in that path, you might 
go all the way through and it's sort of Nikola Tesla sort of thing. He said that, you know, his inventions ended up becoming obsessions and they owned him. He could not stop himself from working. Like he couldn't put it down. He couldn't stop thinking about them. Um, And at every moment it was his, all of his thoughts and time and energy were consumed by these inventions or these projects he was working on. He was not free to actually just do the things he wanted to do at that time because, you know, he was sort of getting on the brink of success at all moments, mm-hmm. you know, at all mm-hmm. points of time. It was just on that edge of breaking through. But uh, to be sitting in that spot for such a long period of time and never really making it and, uh, yeah, it would it would be consuming. Jim Kerry is, is credited mm. uh, the, to having said, I'm not sure whether he said it or no, but that uh, he wishes that everyone would make it, would make it to the top so that everyone can realise it's not there. That's right. It's not there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. We, we, we live in a world of materialism and, um, and, and, and a lot of people, are, uh, for their, their only real point of reference is what they have, whether that be what they have in the bank, what they have in terms of personal possessions, what they have in terms of accolades or other people rather than... Um, perhaps just feeling the love of God and feeling like that, that, that that's that's the purpose um, you know and, and being in service of other people is the real purpose that's where you will find your your, your your greatest energy is usually when you're in service of others when you're doing mm. things that you know I'm into that yeah are, are, are helping others that's where the well of energy is so for a lot of high achievers that feel low energy in that moment after in that uh, in, in the afterglow of, of, of achievement, it's usually because they were in pursuit of that achievement for their own personal ends, mm-hmm. um, rather than being in service of of, of a greater community or, or of even perhaps just the family and the people that are closest to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite the paradox, and it is it's a difficult thing. And I think it's part of the human condition that you work through those issues over time and find your the very best ways. And of course, if there are people out there that have those questions and are trying to find those ways, I guess you're you're, you're a great resource to be able to uh, have a talk through those matters with. Are you pointing to me? I am. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Matt, yeah, Matt yeah. Connolly, maybe not so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> but um, you know, you kind of uh, uh, summarize it brilliantly. You thank you. It brilliantly. Yeah, no, I've no, given it a lot of thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because what, what, what we are continually being told, uh, chase your dreams, chase your happiness, the, 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 the purpose of life is being happy and so on. And <laughs> essentially, it is like dog chasing your tail. You can never catch it. You can never catch it. You're seeing that, oh, I caught it. No, it's not there. It's not there. So when, when in fact, and I've tested in different audiences. I've, I've asked people, so what gives you more satisfaction, more happiness, receiving or giving? Mm-hmm. And the answer, regardless of age or whatever, it's always, yeah, sure, sure, giving, giving. So you see, if, if, if our life is oriented that we appreciate that everything in this life is given to us. I'm sort of giving Christian perspective mm. that that your 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 own life, um, your daily bread, everything that you need for this existence, your talents, people around you, and, and so on. So it's given as a gift. Your identity, your worth, your security, your meaning, purpose. It's given as a gift. You don't need to work for it. Mm. If if that's your understanding, then you are free to focus on on giving others, mm. serving others with everything you have, 
and that's a recipe for happiness. Mm. That's a recipe for happiness. Mm. That's the recipe it's for a remedy for depression. Yes. It's yes. a remedy yes. for depression. It's yes. a, the, 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 the neuropathways hook up differently. You know, the, it's just mm. the difference between hot and cold taps. Mm-hmm. They're both taps, but they give dramatically different results. Um, mm. So, um, so um, I guess uh, turning matters to... Oh, uh, can, we to final, can I make one okay. final point yeah. on that? Before Would you we like jump to make a final point? I can make it before we jump on sure. to the... The wrapping up side of it. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I liken a lot of things to UFC, as you would know. <laughs> but when. So, so Matt's spiritual journey began in 1994 at UFC <laughs> well, 1. Well, <laughs> 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 UFC 1. And uh, Hoist Gracie. And, uh, anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so um, but uh, when you were talking about that pursuit uh, that has an individual that is trying to get everything for a materialistic purpose or reason and they're doing it for their own um of, the, of their own you, you see what, what the, the reason they are doing it is is they are not actually chasing those material things mm. they hope that those material things will help to satisfy those yes. those mm. built-in longings but we are not aware of that right so we are chasing wind we are chasing something that we are just the wrong direction mm. Mm. but with with the the ufc and this is where i was sort of heading with that is that the fighters when they're about to have the, the fight, they'll do like a, a pre-fight interview or something like that. They'll play a couple of little minutes of, uh, you know, this this person's opinion of why they're going to win, mm-hmm. what they're doing it mm-hmm. for, and then their opponent, you know, how you, whatever. But the guys that say that they're, they're doing it for their family, they're doing it for their country, they're doing it for somebody else, they get beaten. <laughs> I will always bet against yes. them <laughs> because the other person that's doing it for their yeah. own, that trying to desperately yeah. find, yeah. they yeah. Are, they have everything wrapped up in that, and they yeah, will give it everything because they think that that's yeah. where the answer is. Yeah. Whereas the yeah. other person yeah. that has the family, has the country support, has that's that's where they're getting their benefit from. That they have the fall back in a way of support. I, I often feel like that's almost disingenuous when people say that because I, I think some people are just very conscious that there's been an enormous amount mm. of, of energy placed on them individually in order to perform. And so mm. they, they feel almost <laughs> as though they're Channel not deserving yeah. of, of that attention and that energy. And so say, uh, okay, I'm actually doing it for all of these people that are actually helping me because that's the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the emotional response in that they almost feel like, I, I'm not deserving to get all of this Straight attention and energy. <laughs> that's a good wisdom for betting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Some well, good insights. Some big insights. But that it, 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 I'll tell you, nine nine times out of ten, it will come true. Okay, so mm. uh, watch out for the, uh, the the pre-match interviews at AWE mm. too. If you're doing it for someone else, uh, you'll get beaten. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, um, so AWE two um, coming up next. Of course, uh, you're defending the title, so you're our inaugural champion. And the, and the first heavyweight champion to to defend the belt. Um, uh, naturally, you would have caught a glimpse of uh, Marcus Itirai at AWE One. Did you have a chance to grip up with him on the tables no, afterwards no, in the after pool? No, no. So you've I never didn't. never never gripped up with Marcus um, previously. We, I think we gripped up in 2017 or 18. I think we actually right. met in finals in in, in, oh. in, in um, Australian Championship finals and. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that that's the only time I can I can remember. I shook his hand. He's kind of enormously huge <laughs> hand. <Yeah. laughs> it feels so good. One hundred and seventy kilos. Yeah, he checked on another five kilos <laughs> in oh, preparation. Okay. So he was already at one sixty five, and 
he felt the need. He okay. felt an extra five kilos was going to make Can the change difference. Change the game, yes, yeah. Yeah, yes, and yes. and you'll be. Are you? Uh, how uh, how's your weight? Because you're hovering around that one twenty three, one twenty five, one twenty seven, one twenty five, twenty seven. Yeah, just sitting there. So so no yeah. differences in your physicality. No, I thought yeah. kind of getting up to sixty five, but then I realized probably it's not going to work. And, and <laughs> <laughs> we might need to get some I'll, I'll air, need oxygen. To, I'll need all, the, all the new clothes and everything. And it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and and does anything change much in your preparation as you get closer to, to competition? Do you ease off the weights at a certain point or do you, do you stop your table time? Um, I, I mentioned that I really kind of like gym training. Mm. But, but gym training, you see, I, I have a different different kind of thought about gym training when, when it comes to arm wrestling. And, and I mention it, in, as I try to mention it as often as I as I can. I When I go to gym and I train for arm wrestling, I, I do not train muscle groups. Mm. I do not train exercise, sort of. I try to create a create a way of training, um, imitating movements that I will use in arm wrestling on table. Mm. So that's that's how how my brain works, and 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 so I think, okay, how can I imitate something resembling this, something resembling that, and and so that's my focus in in, in gym. And I actually tried something new this time uh, um, for 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 this match, and and uh, exercise I've never done before. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, will it be for is this something you've you've learned on the internet, or is this something no, you've developed no, my yourself? No, no. Uh, my friend Leon uh, sort ah. of uh, suggested it to me. I've never done it. I never. I can tell you what it is. Ooh, so okay. This well, is yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, you yeah, want Marcus to play? Might be watching. Yeah, yeah ch- Marcus. Ch- don't just turn it off now. Be honest. Marcus. Be honest. <laughs> don't, don't, don't no, but that's such a genius idea and such simple. I, I wonder why I never had haven't thought about it. So. Uh, one of exercises you do a lot for for arm wrestling pull ups, mm-hmm. right? But when you get on table, do you do your pull up? No, really. No. No. What do you do? You do your holding. Yes. Right. Now think about pull ups, but just in a negative way. Mm. Yeah. So that you actually hold in your position, but you hang on weight on you and and, and, and try to hold it in that position. So it. So it's a static. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. So yes, you, yes. it's more isometrics. I never, I never, yes, I've never done it before. It's uh-huh. so much fun. Mm. And um, yeah, Have you seen I, your times rise? Have you yes, practiced yes, yes. that it as well? Yeah, probably during this uh, couple months, 15, almost 20% in weight, which I use oh. for it. And, and I'm not sure how it will translate to our table or not. I don't know. But, have you, have but you it's seen been it? fun training. Yeah. Have you seen that translate into increased reps when you've gone, have you uh, reverted back to rep training just to see if it's made I have reverted back to oh, <laughs> okay. well, Maybe something for after, yeah, after the competition yeah, then. Yeah, uh, that'd yeah, be yeah. Very interesting. Very it's interesting. very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting if people start seeing Marcus all of a sudden hanging out. <laughs> well, 170 the kilos yeah. he's got to hold as well yeah. now. <laughs> That's right. Look, obviously, uh, he's built differently and, and uh, what works for one person may not work for another person, but uh, mm. I found it kind of very... very uh, that's what kind of... Mm, I get a kick out of creating Finding this new exercise. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Every time I say, oh, I'm not, I haven't done this. Okay, can I try this? And, and will you relax on doing that type of uh, movement a week out or two weeks oh, out? Oh, two weeks out. Two weeks I'll out. And stop everything two weeks out. You stop out everything. And yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I'll had, probably do some bike ride or, 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 or light, light gym training or aerobic so I don't die after... <laughs> Third, <laughs> <laughs> so I can make the fourth. <laughs> so too much, and so it's all, all basically just recovering and yes, uh, making sure yes, you're in good shape yes, and that yes, you don't have yes. any niggles coming in. So if if you haven't done niggle, a lot that, of weights, that's probably niggle. That the yeah, that's the main reason. Uh, so you don't go to the table and and you are not worried. Okay, if I do this move, oh, it will hurt. So we, yep. be free from pain. Mm. So that would be sort of my 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 
primary hope. <laughs> and we, we were uh, talking yeah. to uh, Todd Hutchings last week, and mm-hmm. he was mentioning that uh, he'll in his before he gets to a competitive table, he would have warmed up and almost gone to 90% or a one rep max on a on a on a certain movement um to emulate that that first hit mm, mm. um do, is there any do you come in cold or do you come in warmed up with uh, lots of blood in the in the muscle through high reps or do you also kind of go in for one of those uh one rep maxes before you uh if we stand next you mean to on the competition day on competition day oh i usually try to warm up just a um, general body warm up and and, and before comp sort of, uh, all the joints and, and yeah so they they function well and and pray that they together and, and and when you're at your level how and, and, and in South Australia you, you know you're very very much uh, head and shoulders above uh, the the regional uh, level of competition so how do you get table time are you are you just training your lads up to be competitive basically no, <laughs> you're just breeding yet. your training partners not now yet, or no uh, uh, before uh, awe1 uh, I spent some time with the lastning lastning bought us training yeah. and we'll probably do same, same now, and, and mm-hmm. no, we are different weight categories, but but yeah. Anyway, it's just to get the feel, yeah, yeah, so yes. yeah, and and to be able to do get some work. I in. don't have a great endurance, so um, <laughs> he can he can wear me out quite quickly and get pumped. I'm like, oh no, let's go. That's good. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, so, uh, so um, uh, any any particular strategies moving into AWE two? Any any thoughts that that are uh, that are hovering in your mind as you as you get closer and closer to the big day? Oh, but mainly 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 yes. If I can if I can be in a in a painless, that's mm-hmm. that's main main mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now otherwise your brain sort of switches off and like let it go, let it go this way, this way. So we're scared to do certain movements or certain angles mm-hmm. or. or Mm-hmm. Or um, that's 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 why those two weeks are kind of really really mm-hmm. crucial and and uh, yeah be gentle. I'm I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with that Marcus having um the technique available to him that he's he's quite good at in the king's move. Have you come across many king's movers at all? No 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 no. No. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> he will be. Maybe that's his key. Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. an interest. What do you think about the move? Because there is a lot of controversy about it, whether there are people that, that don't like it or people that <laughs> think that... Uh, well, from one extreme, people just out, say it's outright cheating. <laughs> 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 they hate it to death. Other people say it's it's a fair and legal move. Yeah, you know, as long as you have at least one of shoulders above the level of table, I think that's that's within 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 rules. and. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Marcus yeah. seemed to be almost offensive, um, especially early on in his uh, his matchups, where he would almost catch and then 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 pull through his opponent. Mm. Um, With such a big palm, you can do that. Then, mm. yeah, like octopus. Around, then and no one's th- going to run away. Does his physicality <laughs> remind you of any previous competitors that you've come up against in his mm. style? And 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 yeah, usually when when you go to uh, Europeans or or. or World, uh, of Europeans involved, there will be huge guys and 150, 200 kilograms. And yeah, yeah. Mm. not necessarily, they wouldn't necessarily get to the top. So that's, mm. I think, with a, with a bigger weight, generally, uh, with a bigger frame, bigger weight, it's it's difficult, more difficult to extract your maximum. Mm. So, your, your sort of pound per pound strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the heavier you get, the, the harder it is to, to extract it. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, it's because you, yeah. you're sort of crowding yourself in a way. Your chest may be 
preventing you from getting into the positions you need to get to or your shoulder and the size of your bicep. Or mm-hmm. do, you, do you feel like there's an optimal size for a super heavyweight then? I don't know. Mm, 125 I, kilos. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's about 125 <laughs> kilos and six foot four. Um, so, uh, <laughs> well, they call the Latvian model. Yes, um, so, Latvian model. Former, yes. <laughs> uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, so this is the man. He is going to be part of the action at AWE2. That's at the Adelaide Oval, July the second, July the first. If you're in the US and watching on the on the pay per views, which you'll be able to access on Ryan Blue Bowen's channel as well as others so stay tuned for that stay tuned for our ticket announcement so that'll be coming very very soon as well so you'll be able to buy tickets and vip access so that you can jump into the after pool with uh, with some of the awe superstars including gunters and and uh, and and test your metal and uh, see how you you might well fare against some of uh, the world's best and even some of the former latvian champions mm. as well so uh, so uh, we Certainly join me in wishing Gunter's Bikovs all the very, very best uh, at AWE2. And, uh, uh, sir, we'll look forward to uh, seeing the strap on your shoulder again um, in just a month's time. Yes, looking forward to it. Awesome. Wishing you all the very best. And, uh, and to everybody that's out there, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll look forward to bringing you more next time. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh.